Hello, entrepreneurs. Joe DeCharis, CPA extraordinaire, coming to you live from downtown Beth Page, Long Island, New York, for another amazing episode of How to Win a Business. And I, I've been trying to win a business for a long time. Sometimes I'm successful, sometimes I'm not. So I trick people that, that know how to succeed into business into coming on and being interviewed by me. So I get I get a lot of free advice. Nobody, it's, it's my little secret. Uh, so if you want to learn anything for free, if you want to get free coaching, just start your own podcast. And, and tonight I have a fellow uh, suffering tax expert, uh, Carlos Santos. How could, how, okay, so nobody pronounces my name right. <laughs> Sam Diego. It almost sounds like San Diego. Sam Diego. <laughs> oh, okay. San, I should have practiced. But, well, it doesn't matter. I would have probably hey. anyway. I still can't. San, San Man Diego. Say that fast oh. 15 Same. times. Bingo. Bingo. Okay, so we know each other uh, quite a while, but I don't really know you that well because... Oh. The group that we're in has like almost 200 people in and, you know, you don't. So it's great that, you know, we connected again. Plus yeah. with COVID, you know, I don't think anybody's seen. Seen each other in a while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been connecting through uh, Zoom, but it's not the same. Right. Uh, and what we're talking about, folks, is Craig Doeswalt's uh, Rocks, Rock Your Life Mastermind Group, which is, which is unbelievable. I've connected with so many people people like carlos over the last like 10 years oh, wow. and uh you know so we're gonna turn the show into uh craig Doeswalt's uh promotion <laughs> but you know that's just a side note it's you know part of uh being successful in business a big part of it is surrounding yourself with like-minded people people that know stuff that you don't know and, and i've been doing taxes for a long long time uh, probably longer than a lot of people have been alive, but I'm sure that this gentleman is going to teach me something. And if he could teach me something about taxes, I'm sure he could teach you something. So Carlos, that was a long intro. Yeah, uh, I didn't actually say anything about you, but <laughs> you know, I just I, I appreciate the invite, especially after this rough, rough day dealing with the IRS and state officials. Um, sometimes you just need kind of a, a, a break in your day of doing that stuff. So I was actually really looking forward to this call today uh, to talk tax stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, get away from the tax stuff to talk about tax, tax stuff. stuff. I, I feel your pain. It is, it's not easy. You know, a long time ago when I my first practice, I specialized in tax problems. Mm, mm. And, you know, I equate it to like being a divorce lawyer. Right. You get you can get sucked into people's pain and misery, and that that's what happened to me. So, I I don't specialize in that anymore. <laughs> I, I I totally get it. I, I think half the time, I uh, my wife um, um, assists me quite a few times, um, quite a bit. Her desk is over here, and one day she was in here listening to my conversation um, with a, a couple that came in, and the. After they left, she goes, you're more of a counselor than a tax person. And, and you're right, Joe. It's just, you know, uh, tax problems and um, when you have a tax problem, um, obviously it, it, it affects your life in many different areas. And one of the first places it will affect is your relationships. And uh, uh, it's kind of how I got into this business is literally 
Um, and I'm not sure if you know the details of my story, but no, no, that that's why we're here. Yeah, I, I literally back in my 20s, um, I was working as an EMS worker, um, you know, EMT paramedic, um, driving an ambulance around town. And uh, it was one of my first jobs um, coming out of the military. And, um, you know, all those individuals, they like working overtime because you get big checks. Right. And I remember it was a, it was Christmas season. I was working these 24 hour shifts nonstop. And then this older guy who happened to be like 20 years old, I think I was 19. Uh, so he was 2021. 20, uh, he's like, dude, all you got to do is claim 10 exemptions on your paycheck and they're not going to hold taxes. You can get a bigger paycheck. Uh, you know, in my in my infinite in the infinite wisdom of the older guy, that's exactly what I did. You know, and, and we see this as tax people when people claim more exemptions than they should. Well, guess what? You do get a bigger paycheck, but the piper needs to be paid eventually. And what ended up happening to me is that um, by the time it was time to file taxes, um, I I realized I had the taxes prepared. But the tax bill was so big, I'm like, I'm not filing these returns because I can't afford to pay this tax bill. And we all know that's the worst thing you could do is not file the return. But the, that's what happens a, a lot of times. Absolutely. You know, so you took advice from you know an older gentleman. He was 20. You were 19. Right. You know he must know what he's doing. He's been working longer than me. Exactly. And, you know, and little did you know that when it comes to filing your taxes, you're, you're going to. And then what happens is they don't have money. They don't. And then five years later, they haven't filed for five years. Uh, and you know what? That, that, that all come, almost leads up to my story, because what ends up happening is that all of a sudden you start getting this bigger paycheck. And what ends up happening, Joe, we know what happens. Everybody's lifestyle increases. I ended up getting a bigger apartment. I ended up buying a, a 1987 Nissan hard body truck. I remember um, I had a bigger paycheck. I can get a nicer car. So, so your lifestyle lives up to that. And the next thing you know is that, um, you know, the following year rolls around. I don't have the money again. I don't follow the taxes. But now my lifestyle has caught up to my income. And if I were to change that, there goes my lifestyle. You know, uh, you know, I was the, the guy going to the clubs with all my friends. Hey, I'll buy drinks. You know, I, I was rolling in the dough. And fast forward eight years later, Joe, um, um, I had gone eight years with not filing my taxes. Um, wow. And the interesting part about this, uh, you know, this is back in the 80s, not not today's, right? Uh, late 80s, early into the 90s. Um, it wasn't so computerized. It wasn't as easy to find people. You know, they would send no. letters to the last known address. Back then, I was moving every, you know, six to... Uh, six months yeah. a year, new apartment, nicer, you know, nicer, uh, a, a nicer, uh, a nicer place to live. So I'm going through this process. So no, no one's ever caught me. But guess who did catch me? It wasn't the IRS, Joe. It, it was the state account for me, the state of California. You know, ah, uh, the state. Oh yeah, the they states are me. always worse than. Yeah, they're worse. Right? So they actually sent me a nice little letter. Hey, we noticed you haven't filed last year's return. Um, and, and that just caused a domino effect. You know, they contacted me. Um, interesting part, though, um, they had contacted me and I started, I, I worked something out with them. Um, at the time, they were just like, okay, just file your return and start making, this, making these payments. They still hadn't caught up to the multiple years yet. They were just looking for one year's return. Wow. But eventually, what ends up happening, they end up catching, finding, oh, you haven't filed all these years. They notify the IRS, hey, 
we so and so and that just created a my nightmare and um and that led into you know by this time i'm in my 30s and um i i was living this life uh, in my book you know you, you see the the godfather is it right there you yeah. know uh, you see him there and and i say i was almost living the life of a mobster because um, I wouldn't talk to anybody about it. I wouldn't open my mail. I didn't answer my telephone. You know, when you got tax problems, it's one of the few things you don't share. You know, what do you do? Go up to your uh, your friends and say, hey, I haven't filed my taxes in eight years. It just doesn't happen <laughs> that way, right? Um, you know, do you tell your spouse? Um, and, and, the, and the scary part here is that there are so many spouses in this type of situation where the one spouse hasn't filed in many years. They may or may not know about it. And my situation, kind of what caused me to finally do something about it, I had met my wife. Uh, we had started dating. We got engaged. And Joe, I was a scumbag. And I, and I talk about this in my book. I, I'm a scumbag because I married my wife never telling her I hadn't filed taxes in eight years. So and it wasn't literally until after I got married, I realized what the hell did I just do? Because my problems, and we know this, if you marry somebody with tax problems and start filing those returns together, your problems just became their problem. Oh so, yeah, they're going to take your refund. Yeah, yeah. They don't care that you marry them. They're going to find out real fast, right? Um, and literally, that—that's what caused me to find help. Uh, I started doing research on my own um, to find out who can help me with this type of problem. And a lot of you guys may not know, listening to this, that there's basically three types of people that can help you solve a tax problem. It's a CPA, such as Joe, um, an enrolled agent like myself or an attorney. Those are the three people that are allowed to represent you before the IRS in regards to tax matters. So doing my research, I ended up finding a CPA EA that lived locally here. Um, his name's Ernie. I actually got a picture. Oh, there it is. Uh, there's that little picture right there. It's actually Ernie. Um, okay. He's the one. I sat down at his desk and he was like my godfather. I remember him sitting uh, he was a former IRS agent. He was sitting at his desk, his arms closed. He goes, Carlos, tell me your story. I kind of told him the story I just told you. And he goes, bottom line, Carlos, you're a good guy. Um, you made a bad mistake, took some bad advice, and you want to you want to you want to do right, correct? You want to get back in the system. I go, absolutely. And he goes, You don't worry about it. I'm gonna take care of it. Joe, that was the day that changed my life because for the first time, I remember leaving there, it felt like the weight of the world was fell off my shoulders because now I knew at least I was on the road to getting this problem solved that I've been living with. Think about this. I went eight years in my 20s, but it wasn't until almost my mid to late 30s before I really started solving this problem. So let, let me ask you something because yeah. this is interesting. I never met somebody that went through the kind of thing that we help people with. And uh -huh. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So weren't you? So, and, and now I, I know how our brains work. I've been studying this, you know, our subconscious, uh -huh. like subconscious, was it consciously like you were like, oh shoot, you know, I really got to take, or was it all like stuffed in your, in your unconscious, like, and you didn't even realize it. You know what? It's almost, and I see this with clients in, in, and, and now I, looking back, you almost put it away as though it doesn't exist. Like, but you, you know it does exist. And exactly. that's still affecting 
our behavior. That's what I was like, wait a minute. You mean I'm not actually making the decisions? My subconscious is driving everything? In, in essence, it feels like it is. It really is. And, you know, and, and I think what caused me is that it got to the point where I knew I was going to lose something that I loved, which was my soon to be spouse. If I didn't tell her this and, you know, and why, and there's, there's reasoning. Why doesn't somebody tell their spouse or tell their girlfriend or, or it's just, because they're they're afraid, what are they going to do? Are they going to leave they'll, you? They'll <laughs> disown you. They'll yeah, disown exactly. you. Exactly. That's exactly what happens. And I've seen that. I've come, I've had people so, walk in here with that problem. So let me ask you a few questions. Now, sure. You know, what, what's, so you said, you know, you, your wife said, oh, you're more of a counselor mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I believe I want to know your your take on this. Yeah. Somebody has a tax problem. It's uh, usually a symptom of a, a, another problem. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not. And it could be anything. It could be the fear of money. It could be they just don't manage their finances correctly. They're in denial. Maybe they have a, a drug problem or an alcohol problem. You know, you don't that's know, true. but usually, and that that's what killed me. You know, a lot of times I would help people get them out of a situation and then they'd go right back. Is that your... That's a, that is a very, yes, that is a very common thing. So um, our clients really need therapy. Uh, all we're really doing they initially is just putting on a Band-Aid. You know, I was a medic in the Army. And, yeah. you know, and... One thing you learn is um, triage. You're only dealing with the, the the most urgent emergency thing that's happening at the time, right. and sometimes that's kind of what it is. So you're, you're I know for odd, a fact just uh, knowing the history. By the, by the time I'm working on somebody, I know the long term history of what's going on. I can almost tell you, Joe, that I know six months, a year down the road, they're going to be right back in, the, in, the, in that situation. But there's there's um, nothing you there's nothing you can do about it. There really so, is. So now you get into handling tax problems when, when, you know, I started in tax problems. It was handling audits, some criminal investigations. I actually, now this is the truth. I was working for a criminal, a couple of them, CPA firms that were criminal enterprises. Wow. And this is where I got a lot of my tax uh, problem solving knowledge and experience from. So this one firm, I was only there like nine months, Uh but I was the tax problem guy result. And they had a lot of people with tax problems. It turned (laughs) out that they, they weren't CPAs. They bought the firm from a CPA firm. Long story short, there's some kind of like letter going out to our clients. Like, please contact special agent so-and-so. So it winds up on my desk and they're like, okay, find out what this is, Joe. It turns out the firm was under investigation. <laughs> no kidding. Oh man. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. That would be scary. Uh- <laughs> yeah. So I was the only one the IRS didn't interview and I was like, are they after me? Oh, right. right. But, yeah, that, uh, that scared the crap out of you. Right? <laughs> so that started my career. I had a foundation in tax problems, but they were audits, offers, and compromise. Yeah, the collections, that was like an afterthought, but that's where you specialize in now, right? Yeah, um, um, everything from A to Z when it comes to collections. So, you know, obviously, if somebody owes money to the IRS, um, the IRS will attempt to collect. And um, there's specific remedies depending on one, the amount that you owe. Two, how long, uh, how long the IRS has to collect on that, and three, your personal financial condition. 
Um, one of the things right now that is a very common right now is a lot of people still aren't working. They're on unemployment. Um, in fact, we all know just recently, I know in California, at least all unemployment benefits stopped as of this week. Yeah. So even though a lot of these people were getting unemployment, now they're not getting unemployment. So, and when you have large tax debts and you, you don't have the ability to pay back, what a lot of people don't realize is the IRS does have a problem, um, a solution. It's called a currently not collectible. It's where you right. show you show the IRS, hey, I don't have the ability to pay back this debt based on my current income and my current expenses. And the IRS will literally shut down collections. Okay. In fact, in fact when when my situation, when I got myself in trouble, that's exactly the solution was initially to solve my problem. Because um, you just didn't have the current income so let's talk about this a second because i never uh i never used this as a strategy i never looked at it as a strategy but now i could see it is a strategy uh especially with covid you know there's going to be next couple of years you know this because a lot of people didn't file they just didn't have the it was the last thing on people's minds exactly you know so explain who qualifies for because it doesn't make the taxes go away right doesn't make the taxes go away and but what's the interest the interest and penalties are still going up right? they, they still accrue but okay. what's interesting though is that remember um a lot of people don't realize that the irs has only got 10 years to collect uh, on a debt once it's been assessed Unless you unknowingly uh, agree to extend, the, and that's what happens a lot. They a lot of times, uh, a lot of, yeah. There's a there's a variety of different things that can extend that time frame. Um, but like one of the first things I'm doing is that when 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 I when I'm dealing with a new case, uh, the first thing I do I, I call it a, a, a phase one investigation discovery of what's going on. You know, what is the problem? And one of the things I'm looking for is like, when do, when do these debts expire? You know, are they gonna expire six months down the road, a year down the road? Because I wanna make sure that I don't do anything to cause that debt, to cause that statute to stop. Because I've literally had a situation where one client came in, the IRS was trying to collect a bigger amount of monthly payment from them, um, which he couldn't afford. and. I had looked at the statue and found out like $40,000 was going to disappear like in months. Wow. So my only job was getting the IRS to agree to keep them on their current installment payment long enough for this debt to disappear, which we were able to do. And um, he recently called me because he was super jazzed because he went and looked. It's gone. The debt doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So and what's the beauty behind the currently not collectible, if you if you can get the IRS to agree, agree to do that. It does not stop that statue. It the time clock keeps on. Time. Really? Wow! So, um, that, that's, that's the beautiful part about that. That's not collectible. That that's big. Yeah. So we only have a couple of minutes. We spent a long time uh, just chatting. I want to give everybody yeah. something to, to walk away with. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so you also do offers and compromise, right? I do. I do. Okay. So yeah. who? So I used to do a lot of those. Okay. And. You know, part of it is that you got to show that these people will never be able to pay the taxes back, right? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing with the offer. There's two big takeaways. 
for uh, all of you guys are going to hear on the radio. Um, it's they're being massive television ads, radio ads, print ads, and people calling you trying to convince you that you that everybody qualifies. And the IRS specifically put up a statement on their website: "Be careful of the offer and compromise mills," because what's happening is that they're convincing everybody that they qualify. They'll collect three, four, five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars from them full well knowing that they don't qualify and what a lot of people don't realize is that once you submit an offer to the irs it's going to take them anywhere from 12 to 24 months to process that so what happens is that they'll do this for thousands of people make millions of dollars and they shut shop up and they're gone yeah. and then you find out a year down the road you never qualify the irs denies it and you can't find that find them and all they did was open up shop down the street under a different name and doing the same thing. You know, my aunt worked for the IRS and she used to tell me about those firms. I can't, you know, some of them are national. Yeah. And she's like, she would have clients say, oh, I have an attorney. The, uh, the firm never even filed a power of attorney. They mm -hmm. never submitted any kind of documents. And yeah. I mean, they're like, oh my God, we paid them $10,000. And they just pile it up. And I can tell you this, Joe, and I tell every one of my clients, if they're thinking about an offer, I can normally tell you in about a 10 to 15 minutes, whether you even have a possibility of that, that happens. And yeah, me that's too. A quick phone call, you know, tell me how much money do you owe? What's your, do you own a house? Do you have any significant money in a bank account? And then I can kind of give you a rough idea. You know, I've personally had a 100% success rate on all my offers. In fact, I, I don't know if you saw it. I posted one recently, um, had a individual owes over um, just under $500,000, 490 something thousand. And the IRS accepted 4,600 uh, $4, bucks. Wow. I can't figure out the numbers exactly. That's a happy, that's a happy, that's a happy guy. But I'm telling you. It took 18 months for that thing to get processed. Yeah. It took a while sure. and it got denied initially. And I had to go back to the IRS. And here's the thing to you, Joe, the IRS is really good at denying them right up front. So you have to have somebody that's experienced to know what, what they're doing, what they're playing with you, um, how they're playing their numbers and be able to come back and renegotiate to, to get it accepted. So this right. was a denied right. offer that was reaccepted based on the numbers that I gave them. Awesome. So listen, unfortunately, we gotta. I gotta run because I got oh. another six thirty thing. Sounds good. But uh, yeah. So how do people get in touch with you? First of all, you know, I'm gonna. We have to work together because you do stuff yeah. that I might not want to do or get involved with. And likewise. <laughs> yeah. So let I, let's stay connected. How do people get in touch with you? Uh, you know what I'm gonna do, um, Joe? For all your readers, I'm gonna give them my free book. I I have a book that. I sell for Amazon. It's normally 15 bucks. Um, if you go to taxdebtbook.com, taxdebtbook.com, if you go there, you can get the free entire PDF absolutely free, no cost. Um, wow. Just go grab the book. Um, and then you'll get my contact information when you um, download that free book. There's no cost there. Okay. So tax, what is it again? Did you freeze? Hello? Hello? Yeah. Taxdebtbook.com. I'm sorry? Okay, I think I lost Carlos. Yeah, I'm still here. Tax okay, debt. what was the name of that? That taxdebtbook.com. Oh, taxdebtbook.com. All right, Carlos, my friend, I will. I'm going to see you in October. That's only a couple of weeks.
All right. Okay. Yeah. Taxdebtbook.com. All right, Carlos, you're frozen here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I will talk to you soon. Take care, my friend. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.